0: When you look up branding definitions, it's all going to boil down to one word, reputation. And I think if we can all think about it like that, then it gets really simple, really fast. You say, well, what, well how do I have a reputation? Well, it's a collection of experiences people have with you, interactions they have with you, stories they tell about you. That makes up your reputation. So that means we all have one. And so branding is just the act of trying to influence it.
1: Welcome to One Next Step the most practical business podcast in the world. Helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Ziveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business and make it stop running you so you can enjoy your work and your life. I'm Trisha Shortino, the CEO of
2: Belay. And I'm Lisa Ziveld, the COO of Belay. Together, we are T and LZ. We have known each other since 2005 and have worked together for almost a decade, growing a 100% remote business from startup to being recognized on the Inc. 5000 fastest growing companies list for six years running.
1: LZ and I have learned a lot along the way and have made some great friends and partners. For One Next Step, we are cashing in some favors to bring you episodes filled with excellent content delivered by some talented people. And we may have a thing or two to add ourselves. The One Next Step is here to help you on
2: your leadership journey. Each week, we release a new episode answering your questions about running an organization. We will always highlight one next step for you to take immediate action and include an activation guide that reinforces what you've heard today.
1: We're so excited you're with us today. In this episode, we'll be talking about the power of personal branding for leaders, and we'll be joined by Kevin B. Jennings, a personal brand strategist and the CEO of Junction 32, which is a marketing services firm for small businesses. Specifically, we're going to talk to him about what a personal brand is, why it matters, and how it can help you gain more clients and better lead your team.
2: At some point, you're going to hopefully spend time and money building your organization's brand, if you're not already. However, in the beginning, more people will likely know you than those that know the name of your company. So your personal brand will probably carry more weight in your community or network than your business name. How do you leverage that reality to support the growth of your business? Don't worry, you're going to find out in this episode. Our guest today, Kevin B. Jennings, is a personal brand strategist and a friend of Belay. Now, full disclosure, Kevin and his team at Junction 32 help us produce this podcast, so we work with him. Kevin has had the opportunity to serve influential individuals such as Tony Robbins, Dave Ramsey, Oprah Winfrey, Sarah Jake Roberts, Jen Hatmaker, John Acuff, and worked with several of our previous guests. Woo!
1: He's pretty famous around here. Uh, His team at Junction 32 helps influencers like best selling authors and companies like Inc. 5000 organizations grow their brands and increase revenue so they can impact people. When he's not helping businesses grow, Kevin is spending time with his family or DJing at parties on the weekends. Now, enjoy our interview with Kevin B. Jennings. Hey, Kevin, welcome to the podcast.
0: Hey, thank you so much. Happy to be here, for sure.
1: So glad to have you here. So we've done a lot of bragging on you. You have a pretty impressive resume of things you've accomplished, and we're so excited for today's conversation. But before we get there, I would love it if you wouldn't mind sharing something unique or personal about you for our audience and our listeners.
0: Yeah, so I got into marketing in a very not way. I thought I wanted to be a songwriter and music producer, and I actually studied uh, music business and entrepreneurship in college. And in the process of me discovering that, I discovered more about how you promote your music, and that kind of made me fall in love with business and marketing. But while I was in college, I got a chance to, uh, through an internship, to submit music for television. And while I was in college, I got one of my songs placed on MTV Cribs. Oh, oh so cool! That's very cool. <laughs> and um, the episode they chose was a Kim Kardashian episode. So actually, <laughs> my music was playing in the background when they what? played. I uh, went into Kim Kardashian's house when she still lived with Bruce Jenner oh, at the time and her mom. Wow. So it was before she was Kim Kardashian of this fame. So I was still in college. So that's about over a decade ago had music Uh, on MTV Cribs.
2: I'm going to have to go see if I can find that. Is that on YouTube?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yep, yep. If it's on YouTube, Kim Kardashian and MTV Cribs, you'll find it on YouTube.
1: (laughs) Oh, nice. That that could not be a more interesting segue into our topic because speak of personal (laughs) brands. I mean, Kim Kardashian is the personal brand, right? So I love how that ties together as we kind of launch into this episode to talk really about personal branding. And I think, you know, we know that's really a buzzword, personal brand, but really what is the true definition? What does it mean? What is that personal brand?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I love talking about this because I do feel like it's it really is confusing. And, you know, mm-hmm. it can feel like a code word for like self-promotion, too. I'm building my personal brand. Right. And, and so when you look up branding definitions, it's all going to boil down to one word, reputation. Right? Mm-hmm. Your brand is your reputation. I think if we can all think about it like that, then it gets really simple, really fast. You say, well, what, well, how do I have my reputation? Well, it's a collection of experiences people have with you, interactions they have with you, stories they tell about you. That mm-hmm. makes up your reputation. So that means we all have one, and <laughs> we know. And so, branding is just the act of trying to influence it, hmm. and, and saying I want to have it be consistent and hopefully scalable. Right. That's so. Reputation yeah. is maybe something you feel you can't scale, but you can scale this. And so, if you think about a logo in that regard, right, I'm trying to scale my organization's brand by bundling everybody's understanding of what it is and represent it with some symbol. Because I can scale a symbol. I can put the symbol millions of places. I can pay for it to be on a billboard so I can actually scale people's association with that experience. And so personally, it's, it's applying that same principle we do our organizations every day to who we are as an individual and say, OK, you know what? I have a reputation, but can I be intentional about how I influence it so hopefully it can scale? Because what we're doing right now with the podcast, yeah. we can scale people's interactions with Lisa and Trisha right now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Why do you feel like that is so important? A personal brand is so important as it relates to a business and the growth of a business.
0: You know, I, I think especially for getting just for small businesses, which I know from my work on this helping with this podcast, I know <laughs> that's our that's our that's our heart, you know, to serve those people. Yeah. When you're just getting started, people don't know your business. They know you. Mm-hmm. And and it, and so, you know, for most of us, as Jeff Henderson talks about privately to some of us. A friend of mine, he he says, People, we ask people to believe in our idea when they're asking if they can believe in us. Mm. And so the key thing is, just don't believe me. You know, hopefully, mm. my company's so small if I'm being transparent, right? That hopefully the work I'm doing with Belay's because Lisa and Trisha trust Kevin first. And hopefully, I can do a good job to hopefully help you trust my company. Right.
2: But it started out with
0: we're betting on the person until we feel confident enough to bet in the business and bet Mm. on the business. Um, And so I think that's a big reason why it matters when you're first starting. And then when you get larger and the business may have some credibility, now you're trying to have people bet on individuals because people trust people, right? And we know that's always going to be true. Mm -hmm. But it's really hard to have one business serve everyone the same from a brand perspective, Mm. you know, uh, especially the larger you get. Sure. Um, it, it's hard to say, hey, one person can attract all the personalities that we want to hopefully serve through this brand so we can deploy different types of people to represent this brand in different communities. So we can still grow small, mm. for lack of a better word, and say, hey, we can serve a niche community because this person helps us translate the ethos of our brand to a community of people. So it's a way to do that in, in ways we couldn't do before. And so you almost want to add personality to a brand so it doesn't become so corporate. You almost lose the heart of it. So you almost can inject personality back into the brand over time. It almost can be cyclical in that way, right? Mm -hmm. You just really corporate and kind of grow the name and then it kind of diffuse back out and kind of rebuild it over and over again. And it adds a lot of credibility, a lot of cachet, too, because people do want to work with the people. Mm. And so you almost can actually raise your value of the brand to actually increase prices, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. Richard Branson and his personal brand continues to add value to Virgin, despite the fact that Virgin is a billion dollar company. They really work well together in that way. Right, because
1: people find him fascinating, innovative, uh, all the things. So they know if his name's on it. Yeah, I I love that. I, I love how you actually brought that back to their bigger business as well. So yes, we cater to the small business and I totally get that um, it, when you're small, people are buying into you. And so who you are and your reputation is so important. But I think I love what you talked about for the larger organizations, when people may know the brand name or the organizational name before they know anybody who's inside there. You know, for me even, and, and LZ, right, as officers of a company that's, that's large and has its own reputation, I love how you talked about how our – how the person's brands and the leader's brands inside the organization still continue to contribute to that organization's health and and who we can reach. And that, to me, is an awesome little nugget.
2: Well, I think, too, how you mentioned Richard Branson, you know, Richard Branson is a great marketer and he has a great story, but his values are the same as virgin values. And so there's nothing lost between the two. And so I think that as a company gets bigger, there's a lot of curiosity about who leads the organization and you want to make sure that they're together, right? So like if, if we, if Trisha and I, did not embody the same values of belay, then there's a disconnect there. And then people, as you said, don't want to trust a big company, right? They start to lose trust in it. Then they would see us and go, oh, well, they're not who they say they are. They're completely if the leadership Mm -hmm. team is I bet the rest of the company isn't that way either. So I think it's a great checks and balances. I'm one of those people that if I go to a a company website, I want to go to their team. Who is their team? I'm checking the Mm -hmm. team out. And I feel like social media has given me an extra layer to investigate Mm -hmm. that organization before I invest in them or buy their products or whatever I'm doing
1: investigate you to mean stalking yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> investigate yeah, stalk creep you know on people yeah
0: <laughs> exactly you want you want to expose discrepancies right yes it's just the brand about, about about consistency you are the embodiment of it right because when i read right. the values on a page it says oh that's those are great words well every company's gonna have great values on the sure. page yeah. and then i get to see the person live it out so when Richard Brands talks about adventure and put in and living on the edge and adding innovation to his company. You see his lifestyle, you say, okay, oh wow, it looks like this. It looks like fun. Right. It looks like he just adventure. went skydiving.
1: So, so, right. I just saw him go exactly. skydiving. So of course he lives with adventure.
0: <laughs> exactly. So 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 you have this idea, and obviously for a brand perspective, we do want to make sure we're not commoditized, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, with what you all do, even at Belay, someone can say, well, I'm making a decision purely on price. So who can do the job cheaply, affordably, et cetera. But the more I get to meet the people behind it, I'm saying, no, 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 no. I want to work with people like this. Yes. And, I, and and it starts to add personality saying, no, I'm choosing to align myself not just with the service that provides value, but with people I like, know, and trust. And starts to bring a certain level of synergy And this hard because your mind can't separate them two, they can't separate the two. It's like so it's like okay, it's really one package deal. Yeah, I'm actually buying in to be affiliated with these types of people,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not yeah. just to get that service. You know, so and I can think about lots of brands that do a great job of that, whether personal brand or not. That just have done a great job of telling the story. So by the time you're done, you know you're buying into more than. Mm-hmm. just getting the service fulfilled. Gary Vaynerchuk with social media. I mean, he's charging yes. thousands was, X what mm-hmm. competitors are charging to do what he does, but you're buying to be associated with Gary Vaynerchuk right. and what that might right. do for you and how it may, may make you feel, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. I'm a straight shooter. I like straight shooters, so I'm mm-hmm. hiring his company. Whatever yeah. you're telling yourself. And so once again, but it's to Lisa's point, authenticity. When there's alignment mm-hmm. and there's true, hey, mm-hmm. we actually live these values mm-hmm. And we believe them. It, it's different. It's you know. It's it's aligned. It's honest. It's truthful. And now it's scaling versus you know disingenuous and feeling like a facade. So it can be a, a prison if you're not careful. It can be a prison for you, but when you're doing it honestly, it's great.
2: But don't you feel like at times, like people are also um, wanting to do business or following because they're looking for that same level of success, right? Like people are, we talked about Kim Kardashian. They're going to buy her products because at the end of the day, they want to be like Kim Kardashian. People who join the Belay, who delegate with the help of Belay are hoping that they can get to the level that ballet is at or learn things from Belay. People who, you know, put on a jersey from a sports team are hoping that they can feel like that player. So I feel like personal branding kind of plays in that too. They're wanting to part of That's you. Right. They want a little bit of you.
0: That's right. And and, sure. and, and the success of other ballet clients that might have referred them. Right. Yes. are yes. right? Because now it's a club. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. club now, right? It's like, hey, my best buddy, his company, her company is doing this and that and they work with ballet. I can now, hopefully a four belay. It's a status symbol. I have this, like you almost want that to happen, but Mm -hmm. that happens organically. And our job through our personal brands and through organizational brands is to make that a part of the fabric through the intentional act of bringing it into how we do it, as opposed to it just happening organically, which is great. It's already happening, but let's bring it into the fold.
1: Right. So beyond, you know, social media following and maybe a little fame <laughs> that comes with mm. really putting yourself out there for a personal brand, what would you say the ROI on personal branding for a business looks like?
0: Yeah. So um, I'm, and I'll am and i use two examples. So the first thing it's going to do for you, depending on how you're building it, is going to actually give your team insight into their leader. Mm. And I think that, and I think that's, often discredited, but the larger the organization is, the more valuable it becomes Hmm. because the origin gets so large, everyone does not have direct access to you. And and so what happens now is I heard the values at staff meeting and then I get to see how my leader lives it through what they're showing me publicly or in a conversation like this one, you know, and now I can say, okay, so this is the kind of behavior and how it's lived out. Hmm. Got it. So it's a little mm-hmm. bit of a checkmark, Very right? Good. I follow Trisha on Instagram. So I saw Trisha saying, I'm taking time during the week to invest in myself. I'm reading a book today and I'm processing it. I'm preparing for our lead- team leadership meeting. And I, I got to see Lisa saying, hey, I'm going to tell my story and I'm going to be speaking at TEDx and I get to do this. And so if I'm on your team, I can cheat and say, okay, what book is she reading, right? I can cheat and say, I'm going to watch the TEDx talk. So there's a bunch mm-hmm. of things you can do to stay engaged and actually let the team be a part of that. And I've seen leaders where their teams are all engaged with what they're doing because it's, a, it's a, a window in. Mm-hmm. The other thing I would say is to what you all said earlier, investigating a company. People are doing that. They're going to say, I heard about this company I should work with. I looked them up, mm-hmm. looked up the leadership. You know, I'm going to be spending lots of money with them, and I would love to know who I'm working with. Yeah, And people are doing that. They're going to be investigating. And so when you get a good recommendation for a restaurant, What's the first thing you do? You go to Yelp. You say, "Hey, my friend said it's good. Let me check this out." I'm gonna go to Instagram and see what the customer photos look like—not <laughs> your perfect photos right. that you took. <laughs> what, are, what are the what, are, what do the food really look like? Yeah, you know, what is everybody posting so I can see what's the most popular dishes according to the customers, not mm-hmm. you. You know, and so it's an opportunity for people to reinforce and verify what they've heard, mm. yeah, which is also really important. Um, and so that's a big thing from a word of mouth perspective. And I think the other thing is, you get to nurture your prospective customers and your current customers, hmm. and so from a retention perspective and acquisition, it makes things so much easier, right? So imagine when yeah. someone says, "Hey, I'm thinking about at this point hiring a financial coach from Dave Ramsey's organization." Well, I'm like, "Well, if you haven't heard of him, by the way, right? First of all, you probably heard of him already, so that's going to make things a lot easier. But if you haven't heard, and I searched his name." The ability to be shown his financial expertise and to verify that someone on his team can serve me mm-hmm. is solved within the first two links on a Google search. Right. And now you're in, you're like, well, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Everything else that's going to follow starts to feel very different because of what I'm going to see on my own when I do my own research. And so that's the really big part of it to to, to steward that and make sure that in those areas of customer service retention acquisition you know and obviously with leading your team those are the real things that start to happen i mean recruiting new team members they're going to check you out too Mm -hmm. who am i who am i about to work with what does this look like and so it starts to pay off really fast depending on, especially in the scaling season of your business when you're trying to scale things it's going to really help a lot in that way
2: This question is a little personal. But you know, what can business leaders do to build a personal brand? Um, This is a, you know, really a journey that that Tricia and I have undertaken. And it feels a little odd in the beginning, at least it did for me, because there is a level of authenticity and transparency and trying to figure out what's the appropriate amount of transparency versus Mm -hmm. not. So I mean, gosh, this this podcast is for me. I want to know. <laughs> Am I doing okay? And what should I be doing differently? And and what do business leaders who haven't even started to build their personal brand, what can they do?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I said I quote my buddy Jeff Henson a lot, but I think he he says put the social back in social media, right? Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a little yeah. bit of that opportunity to say, okay, yes, it's become such a platform to broadcast and, and project an image, but it can still be a place for dialog instead of you know instead of a monologue and so i think there's an mm. opportunity to say okay hey i have an opportunity if i'm owning that my team's probably going to check me out mm-hmm. that current customers are going to check me out that prospective customers are going to check me out like my network i have an opportunity to serve all those people while also sharing parts of myself and so what i say is well what would i want to be sharing so there is a little bit of what is your brand as a person, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, what, not so much of being, I mean, you might need to ask somebody, Hey, what do you say about me when I'm not around? Right. right. So there's yeah. a little bit of that. And you two obviously have each other. I kind of, you're such a good friend. It's like, Hey, when people, when I'm not around, what are people real? How, like how, how do I show up to kind of take a Trisha question? Like how do I show up? Because yeah. if I, if I like how I'm showing up, now I need to solidify that and start to scale it. What if I was intentional about making sure what, how I showed up privately, I put that out and make sure it happened consistently. So social media is a big asset for that. And that means behind the scenes, day in the life stuff. Mm-hmm. People do want to know who you are when they're not around. And, yeah. and you might say, well, that's a little weird thing to do. And I'll say, it is. It is odd to think documenting some things behind the scenes. Like I'm not thinking about you know, people on social media when I'm cooking Thanksgiving dinner. And I'll right. say, you're totally right you're totally fair. There are ways you can do to to remind yourself of those moments, to capture mm-hmm. them. But people do want to see that. It's a little bit like when I see the behind the scenes of any company, when I see how the teams together and they're having a good time, it makes me believe more that the company's sustaining and happy and that I can continue working here and you know I can I can appreciate what I'm receiving cuz I'm seeing how it's being made. Right, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. you know, this idea of the whole, you know, uh, grass fed, cage free. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the value of what you're getting because they're telling you, so you can see yeah. it. So behind the scenes is really important. The other thing is this: if Twitter is like a mixer and we're all kind of hanging out, you know, <laughs> I can <just> jump in <laughs> your conversation. I and, have and never, never heard it called cons- that. That is awesome. <laughs> you know, I can just jump in into strangers' conversation. Hey, um, is he over <laughs> here, I'm gonna jump your conversation. At any cocktail party, none of us would talk about ourselves exclusively. We would talk about other people. We would say, "Do you know this person here? you all should know each other." And you would you would do all the things you do normally at a party. And so I tell all the time: it's really important to highlight causes you care about, mm-hmm. people you believe in, things other. Mm-hmm. Because I am going to say, "Hey, I trust Lisa," and if Lisa said, "This is a really great nonprofit. I should consider supporting this," you know, giving season. I'm going to go check them out, right? I'm going to do that. Hey, there's a really great restaurant in Alpharetta that I, she told me, I'm going to go check it out. Like there's a, so I think we can actually leverage and make taking that pressure off of feeling like it's all about us by Mm -hmm. actually using the megaphone we do develop to promote and highlight other people, right? Clients, friends, causes, because that's what makes us like people in real life. We like that person offline, bring that online. You say, well, I don't have a, a thousand followers, two thousand followers, Kevin. I'm I'm just getting started. Well, if I got a thousand people in a room and I grabbed the microphone and said, "Hey, my friend is in the back. She's awesome. Everybody, go meet her." You'd be like, "Wow, that was very generous. That was very kind to do." People receive it that way, even when you only have 100 followers. When you tag that person in that post, they're yeah. gonna be like, "You didn't have to do that. You didn't have to thank, thank you. What what you took time out of your day to highlight me?" And that might seem small to you, but we all know most people are going through life unrecognized, unappreciated, like that mm-hmm. stuff still matters. It so, you know? true. so So I think that's a big part of it. So yeah. I think some of those things you do offline matter. And then there are moments when you need to directly tell people what you do, what you're up to, how you can help them, you mm-hmm. know? And so the ratio I've kind of adopted and took from one of my friends is 60-20-20, right? 60% of the time you're talking about other people, mm. other causes, 20% you're talking about a behind-the-scenes content, like just, hey, a day in the life, how you do what you do, right? Mm-hmm. Productivity hacks, tips, things that you how they kind of make you function at the level you do. So we can say, she's not holding the secrets to success, right? She's sharing them and let me see them.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: And the other 20%, you directly kind of tell them, hey, I've got something I can do for you. I'm mm-hmm. giving this free thing away. I'm doing this. check out my podcast. Like there's a direct ask of some kind. May not even cost them money, but mm-hmm. I'm going to directly tell you about the value I'm creating with you in mind. Yeah. And so 60-20-20, and the best part about it is, right, We you keep those ratios close, to talk about yourself more, you have to talk about others more. Right. Yeah. Right? Which yeah. which people are going to say, well, I like this person. I every, I every time I see them talking about someone else or something they're doing for other people, it never really feels like it's about them. Mm-hmm. Because you've chosen to leverage what you're developing for the benefit of other people. And like I said, you two are doing a good job of this. I mean, I see that with Belays, even Will, lifting up your your team members, telling people's birthdays. Like that stuff is cool. Like no mm-hmm. one's gonna be mad and say, oh, here they are talking about happy birthday, somebody again. I'm so angry. Yeah. There's yeah. no there's no negative reaction to that.
1: Well, I think that's so helpful because there you sometimes people can feel like there's so much ego in it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, under what you're saying, it removes all of that pretense, right? So it's like, oh gosh, you know, my ego has a hard time getting on Instagram all day. Like who cares about what I'm doing, right? Sometimes there's that, I don't want my ego to be out there, but if I follow Mm -hmm. what you're saying and 60% of the time, I'm really bragging on others and celebrating others. I love that because that feels more comfortable as a leader. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, and then, like you said, 20%, you know, tips, which which the tips and the um, behind the scenes stuff, which I think is always really fascinating. People always wonder like, how do they do it? You know, what, a who mm-hmm. are they? So I, I love those ratios. That's a great little nugget. Take it with me.
0: Well, and I and I think you two are doing that, you know, I, I mean, and I think it's, it's a, it can feel, it still feels weird. Cause you're like, I have to remind myself that I'm living for an audience a bit. And it's like, no, 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 you're really not. But you are trying to let people understand that, hey, I'm willing to share how I've gotten here. Like I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not withholding to continue my growth. Right. And so there is a certain right. of vulnerability for sure, but there's also a certain level of generosity, generosity that comes with that behavior. Right. Um, So I use the focus planner for my by mm-hmm. Michael Hyatt, one of the previous guests here. Yeah. And they, for me, I trust the two of you so much as productivity people. If you share with me how you used the tools you use, I would want to know. Because right. I know both of you take productivity very seriously and being right. efficient with how you work. So seeing mm-hmm. something that's hey, here are the tools I use every day to get my stuff done, to manage my household, my family, my kids, my work, and leave all these people. This is what I do. I'm gonna say that she has show me. Cause you two are engaged with your family, engaged with, you know, engaged at work with your team and engaged in this business and still are taking care of yourselves. And I'm asking myself, yeah, how do I do that? How do right. I do mm-hmm. it? So so I do think that people would appreciate. That kind of stuff. But I think the key thing is social media is a big part of it. But online content is what I would probably say starting with.
2: Okay. Share, yeah. You
0: know, So a blog to share lessons you've learned, mm-hmm. maybe things you've overcome, to catalog some of that stuff. It's not too much of a journal per se, but it really is the opportunity to say, hey, I'm not going to hoard all of the things I've acquired through life. Um, and I'm going to do that for the sake of benefiting somebody else. And I think that will go a long way. This is why I also, one small plug for Belay, why I think you all launching the social media strategist role was so powerful. The first thing I thought was this is what I'm going to tell every client to check out when, they, when they're when getting started with a personal brand, because it feels like a thing to think about. And it mm-hmm. is. Pay someone else to think about it. Yeah. You know, yes. it's, it's totally okay yes. for someone else to be, to be prioritizing how you develop your personal brand, or at least making sure what you have and what you're experiencing and who you're hanging out with and what you're learning from these people doesn't stay locked in your notebook. So when you leave your next conference, people say, hey, Trisha, I want 17 things you learn at that conference. We're going to trickle it out. Mm-hmm. I'm almost going to pay for everybody to go to the conference by me paying. I'm going to share what I got with everybody. Right. That kind of thing.
2: Right. I and see that, that feels so different because going into social media personally, just to have fun is very different in my book than when I was wanted to start my own personal brand. And I feel like I'm humble. Um, and so it was hard for me to go on there and go, look at me, look at me. I really want you to look at me. And it's, it's a very odd feeling. And so like Trisha said, to come at it with a totally different focus and having a social media strategist to help guide me makes it much more enjoyable for somebody that this is not natural for them to do like me. It's not natural for me to do. And so I need somebody to hold my hand and give me encouragement and to say, hey, this picture that you posted of you had the most likes. And so people actually do want to see you. And I'm like, they really want to see me? And she's like, yes, they want to see you. So we need to post more pictures of you. Without having that social media strategist and somebody with that knowledge, I would not have been encouraged to take my brand to that next level.
1: Well, and it's it goes back to kind of what we just preach at Belay generically, which is, you know, work with experts. Right? You don't mm-hmm. pretend or try to know or be the expert in all the things. I'm not an expert in social media. I'm not an expert in a lot of things. But you surround yourself with experts. You hire experts. It's the reason, Kevin, we work with you and your team at Junction 32. You guys... Right. We kind of, we mentioned it and teed it up in the intro, but we work with Kevin and his team for the production of this podcast Mm -hmm. and Kevin and his team are experts and we're not going to pretend to try and do it as good as Kevin can do it. So finding the right people and resources is so important as a business owner and a leader. We leverage Kevin. We hope that you, if you're looking to launch a personal brand, could leverage a social media strategist or somebody that help you get that started um, because it's so important and it's unrealistic for you to think that you're going to be the expert in all the
0: things. All right. One more thing about the images. So I understand just because if everybody listening, they're probably feel the same way. That does feel weird. Like why yeah. do people like seeing me? Right. And so the first thing is there is something personal about seeing your eyes. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so there, there is something that feels it, it's almost, and I know it's, it's same way with audio, which is why pockets so powerful. Right. And end of the day, we're still in somebody's ears right now. Yeah. And we're, like you know, we're almost like whispering in their ears, almost like creepy close, <laughs> yeah. if you think about it, right? Like, you're not this close <laughs> to anybody in real life. You're like, I'm in your ear. <laughs> um, True. <laughs> but, the, but, the, but the other thing about it is there's something about the face and the warmth, but what Lisa said earlier about the image of success. I'm not talking about yeah. portraying it and faking it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, hey, look at this person who's doing the kind of things I want to do, Achieving success, they're happy doing it. And, you know, they're, they're taking care of themselves. They're like, they're, they're, they're like, they represent an idea, like all good brands do, mm-hmm. that I can do this, mm-hmm. that it is achievable to be successful as a woman in business at the highest level with a family and you like them and they like you. Like, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is possible. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when you're standing there and they see that image of you, they're actually seeing themselves. That, that is the truth. They won't say that, but that is what they see. They see that it is possible. Yes. And what I, we have to own that. We often represent possibilities to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We represent, when they hear your story, Tricia, and what you've overcome to be where you are, you represent possibility. Yes. So when they see you in your house with your dog, working at home, like this is possible. And mm-hmm. I think that. When we think about that, possibly give hope to people, the personal brand stuff starts to feel a lot different. Yes, you're not building a platform for you to stand up on with and tell everybody I'm better than you. You're building a platform to give people a leg up to stand on top of you.
1: Yeah. Oh, yes, love that. You have that. We've convinced everybody they need to have a personal brand now. So the final, all right. So the tie all this amazing information in a bow, you know, we are the one next step. We are the most practical business podcast. What is the first step somebody can take right now? They they just finished this podcast. What can they go do, Kevin?
0: All right. So I'm going to assume you're starting at ground zero. zero. So, I'm at, so it's one step, but if you're at ground zero, I need you to answer the question, what's it like to be on the other side of me? Now, I'm hijacking that question from Jeff and Andy Stanley. But, but, <laughs> yes. I, but I think it's, you have to, if you don't know how people perceive you and what you want to communicate, it's impossible to have a personal brand that is consistent and scalable. It's okay if you don't like what you find out. You can change it. Mm-hmm. You can change your behavior. You can be, you can, you know. But the key thing is that is where personal brands become prisons. Because you do such a good job communicating to the outside world that you are not. And so I'm not saying you have to cuss like Gary V. I'm not saying you need to pray on your Instagram like a guy like Devon Franklin. I'm, I'm just saying but you have to be honest to who you really are so that someone has the opportunity to actually accept you and engage with you for who you are so that you can keep being yourself and scaling that. That's the number one thing. Get clear on what you want to represent. So I would even say the other question might be the answer to this. If it, that's too touchy-feely. What do I want to be known for? Yeah, Perfect. that's good. What do I want to be known Perfect. for? When, when it's all said and done, what are the words that I want said about me at my funeral? What are the adjectives? You know, kind, warm, friendly, whatever it is, Cause that's where you start even before. And, and then we can connect to the company strategy, but you have to start with yourself. And I think that's what matters most. If you're like heaven, already doing this? Then I have one step for you that might be a little different. Uh, and that is start getting on social media. You've, you've got to get on social media. You cannot think because you are the most well networked person privately is going to matter. That is an opportunity to scale your reputation. Yeah, You have to take it. It's, it is a time Saver, Mm -hmm. someone's going to share your post. That person, if they have fifty friends, you were in front of fifty people while you were at home in your pajamas. (laughs) That is, we're we're talking about leverage. Yeah. Yeah. If, If you're a business owner on this podcast, you you get that. You have to lean into the opportunity to grow your network and grow your influence with leverage, with time on your side. So, social media is my first step. Do not be okay with having no accounts. And never checking it. If you need to pay someone to do it, you need to do it. But get on social media as fast as you can, even though it seems like it's old. No, it's still new. People are figuring this thing out every day. So I'd say just get on. If if you are investing in your personal brand, then that's where you need to be going.
2: Oh, this has been great, Kevin. I mean, gosh, I have like a a weight lifted off of me. You've just given me so much encouragement about how I can show up and really show my authentic self, you know, continue to do that you know, my daughter and I always tease, she's like, that's so on brand, like that's so on brand for you to do that. So you just kind of reiterated so much of that. And, and it has been a joy as always, like Trisha said, we have the honor and the privilege of getting to work with you on this podcast, but it was extra special to have you as a guest. So thank you so much for your time today and imparting so much wisdom.
0: Pleasure. And I love working with both of you as well. Big, big, big fans of you as individuals uh, and belay as a company as well.
2: Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Wow, Kevin was such an awesome guest today. It's so fun that we get to work with him on this podcast, but truly, it was super fun. I learned a ton of stuff. So I want to hear your takeaways. What is one thing? I know it might be hard to narrow it down, but one thing.
1: I know. Kevin was so much goodness.
2: I literally have a page of notes. I hope
1: all of our listeners have a page of notes because I do. Um, So for me, I really... I really took away the 60-20-20 rule. Hmm. I I loved how he talked about 60% of the time focusing on others, 20% Mm -hmm. really about, you know, brand tips, behind the scenes, day of the life, and 20% really then just telling people or promoting your organization or things like that. So I feel like that breakdown really relieves a lot of pressure for me as somebody who's out there on social media. So I'm going to use
2: that effective immediately, actually. (laughs) So how about you? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Mm -hmm. So um, our listeners, when they all of a sudden see a shift in our branding, they're going to know it was all (laughs) from Kevin. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Um, Watch out now. But, you know, I just, I love and care about people so much. I think that's why I have a hard time with certain platforms on social media. And so, like you said, the 60 2020 falls into what he says that, you know, social media is not a platform to say, look at me, look at me, look at me. Instead, it's a platform to give others a leg up. And so yeah. that was just, it warmed my heart. And I was like, oh, I can do that all day long. It's like a mindset shift,
1: yes. you know, how you look at how you, how you filter that. I love that.
2: Yeah, so that was my that was my takeaway. So you know what time it is, guys, it is time for our one next step. As the most practical business podcast, we want to make sure that taking action isn't overwhelming to you. So with each episode, we're going to offer you one next step to propel you and your business forward. And today's next step is to download a tip sheet by Kevin B. Jennings titled, 10 plus simple things you can do online to build your personal brand while building your business. T, I know you and I are downloading that immediately. I can't wait. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> In it, Kevin gives you a simple overview of how to use online platforms like blogs, podcasts, and social media to build your personal brand. He includes 10 simple yet effective things you can do on these platforms to engage with current and prospective clients. So whether you're just getting started or want ideas, ideas to keep you going, this resource will definitely help you.
1: Yes, I am downloading it myself. I love it. Okay. So to get this episode's guide, text the phrase one next step to 31996 or visit one next When you request the guide, you'll also receive a summary of today's episode, which will include key quotes and takeaways and links to resources mentioned in the episode.
2: Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did and that you'll join us next time for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. Until next time, own your journey. It's your life and your business. It's up to
1: you to create the life and organization you want. Start by making today count. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit OneNextStepPodcast.com.